Rise Podcast, Episode 3, Pamela Nichols, Remax Legacy. This is the Rise Podcast, brought to you by Firehouse Dryer Vent Cleaning and Tulsa Real Producers. Interviews with top producers, connecting, elevating, and inspiring you to rise above the crowd in your real estate career. And now your host, Mark Evans. And here we are on episode three of the Rise Podcast with Pamela Nichols. Welcome, Pamela. Hi, thank you so much. Uh, absolutely. I appreciate you being on the show. Um, we're just going to get right into it and ask you right out of the gate, uh, when did you begin your real estate career? I started in tw- 2001. Wonderful. So you've, you're a long time ago, 20, a 20 year member, 21 years, right? So, I did take off, um, about six years to deal with some family, mm-hmm. uh, things. So, you know, more equivalent to 15 years, but I kept up all my education and stuff like that. But right. I did do a little checkout for a while, uh, right. among my peers. Everyone's journey to get to where they are now is different, obviously, but what drew you to a real uh, career in real estate? Well, that's a good question. Um, I was I was in a transition period. I knew that uh, I had been home raising my kids, and I knew I wanted to go back into the workforce full time. But I wanted to manage my own schedule, manage mm-hmm. my own time. I wanted to be there when the kiddos uh, got off the school bus. Right, so I hadn't raised them. I just got them to to grade school, and so. And I knew I wanted to do something where people, uh, where I could help them build their wealth. And I quickly realized that real estate was a good avenue to make that happen. Yeah, I definitely checked all those boxes. And I think I hear a lot of times that the time uh, element, you know, just having that, uh, that uh, latitude with your schedule is what draws a lot of people, uh, I think, into real estate. And what, uh, and this could be business or personal, um, what one thing makes you the most proud? Oh, oh my goodness. I don't, I guess, I mean, it's obvious if you, you know, you're going to say your kiddos, so Mm -hmm. that's all always a truism. Um, I'm proud every day of how I do my business. I'm proud how I conduct myself, how I interact with my peers, my colleagues, my clients. I am who I am. Um, if you know me, you've met me, you see how I am. I'm the same, always. Right. So, so I'm, I'm proud of that. Right. So it's safe to say what you see is what you get. For you. sure, yes. Right. If you, uh, I mean, when, we're, when we look at other agents that maybe, uh, that certainly aren't 21 years in, maybe they're five or 10, and they want to elevate their career, and that's kind of what the Rise Podcast is all about. You know, the old adage of iron sharpens iron. If you had to start again, what would you do different? Oh my goodness, that is such a fantastic question, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. And I love that you're willing to elevate all the realtors here in, yeah, even in Tulsa, and I love that I'm getting <laughs> to be a part of it. So thank That's you. That's great. Thank you. Um, so what I would do different is almost everything different than when I first started. <laughs> <Is> that all? <laughs> okay. So, uh, but for sure, I would run my business like a business. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is a business. Hold yourself accountable to all your actions that you need to do. 
So I would make a plan for success and then I would check in on that success every quarter. Are you meeting your goals? If you're not meeting them, why aren't you meeting them? Are you not making the calls? Are you not making the connections? Where you can figure out where your shortfalls are and you can make those corrections. So definitely treat it like a business and, um, and make, make the plans. And here's another thing, join OAR and go to those meetings. Uh, if OREC has something, go to it. Join other groups like Women's Council of Realtors. Um, get connected because a lot of times that's the only place we get to connect because back when I got in 21 years ago, mm-hmm. we used to all go over to GTAR. All the, the companies would come together under one roof at a class or something. And it was a big highlight uh, for my day to get to interact with and meet other agents. Now, today, a lot of times we don't even know each other. I went to an open house a couple of weeks ago and the lady who said, oh, welcome, come in. I was like, oh my God, I know your voice, (laughs) but I sure didn't know her face. So we had done a deal together. So, you know, we don't get a lot of opportunity for FaceTime. Exactly. So now we have to do it via podcasts. (laughs) There Um, you go. Did, you know, using the technology, but now did you have a mentor? And if so, uh, how important is mentorship to you? I didn't have a mentor, but I do think mentorship is very important. And I love mentoring other agents. I love sharing anything I know and imparting any kind of wisdom I can onto another agent, because I assure you, I did it the long winding hard road. And you don't have to go that road. You can go the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. So um, having a mentor, I think, is, is, would be wonderful. And I'm always happy to share anything. And in fact, if an agent tells me that they're new, like, oh, I'm new. This is my third transaction or whatever. I'm always going to be super nice and, you know, help them help along, not take advantage, that kind of thing. So. Right. If like team, I know team selling uh, is prevalent in real estate and if for agents that may be looking, you know, talking about that same agent we may have just uh, referenced, you know, that's, that's newer. If they're looking to partner with another producer, what factors would you look for and what factors would you consider deal breakers for that agent? Uh, well, I mean, it's funny that you say that because. I I recently went to a team meeting that Remax had in Dallas because I thought I might like to start building a team. So I went to go learn as much as I could learn about it. I actually went to learn why I shouldn't start a team and I probably should start a team. Right. But I didn't think the pay scale was too good for the team members. Um, at least for what they were trying to teach personally, I wouldn't do that, but you know, maybe if you only have to get up in the morning and be told you're going to show this, this, and this house, and there's not a lot of work in it for you, um, then that might make sense. Um, for me, I don't know. I'm just still toying with that whether I think that's a good idea or not. 
But certainly I do share leads that I get with people. And if I pass on a lead to another agent and they don't make the call or answer the phone, I mean, that's a no, heck no. Yeah, Because that's, uh, that's money. That's a deal breaker. And also if you don't show up, uh, if you say you're going to do an open house and then you're not at that open house, when I pop by to, to see, cause I'm going to get there, or at mm -hmm. least uh, if you're new with me, I'm going to go over there and see that you're, you have the doors open five minutes before and that, you know, you're ready for that first person to come in. If you're not ready and you don't look like you're ready to do real estate, that's a problem too. I'd right. say that's a deal breaker too. That makes sense. So what, uh, to me, this is the most important question, uh, because it just, um, it, it can change the direction, uh, the, the, the course of your career, uh, you know, early on either to the positive or the negative, but what is the most important risk you took and why? Hmm. Most important risk. I don't think I was ready for that one. Um, well, I feel like I take a risk every day when I go meet, uh, you know, someone I don't know at a house somewhere. So, I mean, I always feel like we're taking a risk. Um, but I guess you weren't probably looking for that. Just uh, deciding to do it, I guess, just jumping in with two feet. Right. Which that in and of itself certainly is a risk because it's, it's not a W2, you know, industry. It's a 1099 industry. And basically, uh, you know, at the end of each month, you're effectively fired. I mean, if you look at it <laughs> from an income standpoint, you don't have totally. an income on the first of the month. Um, so you're right. That in and of itself, the, the industry in general is, is a risk. Um, so what was your aha moment, if there was one, when sales production for you took off? Well, I've had a lot of aha moments, but my most recent aha moment came and it did come during the pandemic because, uh, you know, there was that one week where we actually didn't know like what was going to happen in the world. I remember feeling weird, um, and scared, you know, and nervous and, so many emotions. I mean, I have a special needs daughter and I just, I was trying to look too far into the future, but, um, but the aha moment came when the phone started ringing off the hook and I knew that I needed to diversify that I could not do every part of the transaction like I had once done in all the years past. So I needed to get someone to make my appointments for me. I needed to hire some, an assistant. I needed to hire a transaction manager. I needed to hire another agent to go sit at inspections so that I could keep my focus on my client engagement, um, lead conversion and negotiations. And if it wasn't that, it needed to be outsourced. So that was my aha moment. And now that things have slowed up a little bit, I, I still am keeping everything running the same because I have loved having that extra help and stuff because it's really given me my life back, you know? So at seven o'clock at night, I really am off work. I really am with my family. I am spending time with 
them and I'm fully engaged with them. I'm curious by, by doing that and by, I guess, everything that you mentioned there kind of can fall under the umbrella of putting systems in place. Um, oh, for sure. And so I'm curious that since that happened, um, you know, because it had to because of the environment, I'm curious now, did production increase because of that? I just wonder. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't have done the volume I did had I not put those systems in place. And that's why they're going to stay in place. I suspect, so, I, suspect I, I like it, it up here. Right. And that's why I asked. I just thought surely that was one of those, you know, um, just those you know, serendipity where, you know, you, you did something because you had to because of environmental uh, constraints. And then all of a sudden it turned into a good thing, um, yeah. which we can't really say hardly ever about COVID. But um, it's at least that's nice that that did you know, come about. Um, so looking back at, um, over your 21 years, is there a book of any type that has helped you in your career? Oh, I love self-help books. I'm like a little bit addicted to them, I am too. <laughs> but I do have a pretty good favorite and it's by, uh, Keith Harrell. It's called attitude is everything. And he's got, it even has a workbook. But he's got these strategies and tools for developing yourself personally and professionally. And I mean, really, truly, attitude is everything. I mean, you can be all that, but if your attitude stinks, right, not going to be good. <laughs> good point. So what technology, and it could be, or, or tool, um, can you not live without today in your career? Well... Of course, when I got in, in 2001, that was even pre-TomTom -tom days. Mm -hmm. So I got to say my favorite thing is the mapping, you know, like you just tell Siri to map you and she does, but that's not going to help a new agent. Here's what's going to help a new agent. Guys, put your stuff in a CRM. If your company offers one, just use that one. Don't try to be fancy. Don't make this mistakes I made and change CRMs like six times in your career. Don't do that. You don't need to do that. Just get the one your company offers, use it, and stick with it. Put them in a CRM. Uh, you know, I did the same. When I started firehouse driver cleaning, I did the same. I, I got a CRM from day one, and I can tell mm -hmm. you that had I not done that, oh, my goodness, I, I can't imagine. That was, I didn't know it at the time, but I do now that was a game changer to have a CRM in place from day one. Um, yes. You know, yes. And they should from day one. And that's why I'm saying like, if your company offers one, just use that one. Don't try to spend extra money on stuff. Sure. I think it's annoying to get hit up to spend money. And it seems like yeah. I field calls all day long about that. That's true. Do, um, is there anything else in wrapping up? That was all the questions that I have, but is there anything else that you just want to say? Uh, any comments that you want to make before we wrap up? Sure. I mean, I think in uh, working together, I think it's really important to remember that we are all collaborating to make a successful transaction for all clients, both sides. And so I think working together and thinking about um, our colleagues, like you're going to talk to them again. So be nice, yeah. be professional. Yeah. 
That makes sense. Well, I appreciate it so much, Pamela, for you being on. And I think what you've given here, you know, are some really, you know, uh, words of wisdom. And I really appreciate that. And so thank you very much for joining the Rise Podcast tonight. Thank you, Mark.